Hello, beautiful people. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to your Spiritual Guru podcast. I'm your host and spiritual guru, Erin. I've been on my own spiritual journey for the past two years, and it's an honor to walk beside you as you navigate through your own. This podcast is for anyone who is wanting to do inner work, get more in tune with themselves, heal past traumas, and find their inner power. If that's you, then sit tight because this is going to get deep. You ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you are listening to this when the podcast episode comes out, it is Friday, TGI Friday. For me, today is Tuesday, December 20th when I'm recording this. And I'm really excited because I have a couple of announcements for y'all. So one we are just five downloads away from being at 100 downloads for your spiritual guru podcast and that means two things one that means that i can apply to be posted on apple Podcasts, which for me is really big because i have a lot of friends who maybe don't have spotify like they've come to me and asked hey are you on any other platform because i don't have spotify so that's really important and big for me so that you know more people will be able to listen to the podcast but two this is going to be exciting for y'all when we hit 100 downloads i am going to be doing some raffles and giveaways so make sure if you haven't already and if you have spotify make sure that you're following the podcast so that you can stay up to date on when all the episodes drop and you know you can stay in the know and stay up to date with that but also for those of you who are viewing this live when I'm recording it, the, the video version of it, I am going to be putting in the works a YouTube page as well. So that's just one other platform that you can view and listen to the podcast on. And I'm really excited because I have my mic finally. And, you know, I, I made this like desk that I can, you know, do the podcast on. So I'm just really, really excited for all of those changes and, and upcoming, you know, things for the podcast. Today's episode, I'm really excited about because, you know, I've, I've said for a few podcast episodes now that I really like when people come to me with questions or, you know, they're engaged with the episodes and they give me their feedback because it really helps me to figure out what y'all are relating to and what y'all are resonating with so that I can put out more content like that. But also, you know, diving deeper into the episodes and, and getting that feedback with questions, it lets me th- know that y'all are in turn asking yourself those questions and you're digging deeper to find, you know, deeper meaning in your spiritual journey and your healing. So that makes me feel really good. And Today's episode, like the title says, is going to be a Q&A. A friend of mine who just recently started listening to my podcast came to me with some questions following last week's episode, which if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I recommend that you pause this episode right now and go back and listen to that one because when I answer these questions, if you've listened to that episode, you'll kind of understand where those questions are coming from and be able to understand my answers a little bit better. So we're all on the same page, right? So last week's episode was talking about, is it intuition or is it trauma? Basically digging into 
your response to things, you know, if it's coming from a place of intuition, like you're following your gut instinct, or is it a trauma response? So, uh, this friend of mine, he gave me four questions and I kind of put them in a different order because I just felt like they would flow a little bit better that way. So without further ado, we're going to dive in. Question number one was, what do you realize about yourself going through grief this time around? For me, what I've noticed when I go through the grief cycle is that I go through it a lot quicker. It, it doesn't, it's not as a prolonged event like it used to be. And I think the reason for that is part of it has to do with self-awareness, you know, identifying those feelings in the moment, like putting a name on it and then allowing myself to sit with those emotions, allowing myself to validate those emotions, allowing myself to move through fully those emotions step by step instead of rushing the process, right? So before, you know, I might've been feeling some type of way, but I might've been in denial about the type of emotion I was feeling. And I would either sulk in it and I would be depressed for a really, really long time because I wasn't acknowledging and accepting the stage of grief that I was in or I would just shove it down and try to move past it as quick as I could and kind of quote unquote get over it. But then in the long run, that would kind of bite me in the ass because like I said in, in the previous, maybe one or two episodes back, those feelings are going to catch up to you eventually. Those emotions, those cycles, those stages of grief are going to eventually catch up because you didn't do the work to heal them and move past them and move through them in that moment. You know, you were trying to set it aside or get over it or just not acknowledge it. So for me, that's one thing that I've noticed when I sit down and I'm honest with myself and I say, okay, right now I am grieving and there is a certain, there are certain stages that I have to go through with this process to heal from it and move past it. Right. And that takes a certain level of awareness that takes a willingness to take the time to sit with yourself, to be honest with yourself about how you're feeling and not gaslight yourself. And that is a really great segue into the next question, which is you mentioned in your last episode that you were being crazy. Do you feel like that's an acceptable way to grieve or do you feel like you should have approached it differently? Last episode, I think y'all got a front row seat to me gaslighting myself. It's funny because yesterday I saw a quote by Brene Brown. If you haven't heard of her, 
please look her up. She does amazing work around shame. And that's kind of where my self-awareness around shame started to, you know, manifest in, in real time because I had someone, I was listening to someone who was bringing it to the forefront, right? But she said, what we don't need in the midst of struggle is shame for being human. So last episode, I equated my reaction to something that was happening to me as me being crazy. And I say that I was gaslighting myself because in reality, what I was doing was a normal human response to what was happening to me at the time. Was it necessarily the right way to handle it? Eh, maybe not. But I have to give myself a certain amount of grace and say, look, anybody in that situation probably would have reacted the same way. And forgiving myself for maybe not handling it in the most tactful way and then addressing that those behaviors later. So do I feel like it's an acceptable way to grieve? I feel like the way that I reacted in that moment was actually part of the grief cycle. That part for me was my anger phase. Like I was angry and I just, I saw red, I blacked out. That is part of the grief cycle. Now, as I mentioned before, in that stage, you might not handle things as tactfully as you would if you weren't angry. But then again, you have to be able to give yourself a certain amount of grace. Like as long as you're not hurting anybody, and if you do hurt somebody emotionally or mentally, being able to sit with that and say, hey, I own up to the fact that I didn't handle this well, and then move from there, right? So do I feel like I should have approached it differently? Hindsight 2020, I probably could have, but I also have to be honest with myself and give myself grace in that moment to tell myself you were having a human emotional response and that's okay. What's not okay is if you're in the anger cycle and you're doing things maliciously with the intent to hurt people. And what I was doing, it was not my intent to hurt anyone. I was reacting from an emotional, scared place, right? So let's move on to question three. Do you feel like it's a trauma response to end a relationship if you have set boundaries for your partner and they have not been respectfully met? Whew. Um, this one is kind of deep. Okay, so for me, when someone sets boundaries, right, they are to protect themselves, that person. And if you are with someone who 
is supposed to care about your well-being, about your mental and emotional health, all of those things, it should be expected for those boundaries to be respected, right? And so I feel like to end the relationship because your boundaries aren't being met, I don't necessarily think that's a trauma response. I think that's self-respect, right? So you've made and set these boundaries for a reason. Now we can talk about whether or not those boundaries are coming from a healed or an unhealed place. Or if those boundaries are, you know, just brick walls to just keep everybody out, that's a whole other matter. But if you've set these boundaries for a reason, because of something that happened in your past, something that you're trying to prevent, something that you've gone through before and you don't want to happen again, these are healthy things that you should be having a conversation with your partner with, okay? And if you've made those boundaries abundantly clear and your partner is choosing whether they're aware of it or not, whether it's subconsciously or consciously, to disregard those boundaries, to me, that's not showing your partner respect. And at the end of the day, you have to make sure that you're okay. You have to take care of yourself because the only person you're going to spend the rest of your life with is you, right? So you have to make sure that you are taking care of yourself first and foremost. You can't be anything to anybody else unless you're good, right? So for me, I think setting those boundaries and making the decision to end a relationship when those boundaries aren't met or satisfied, I don't necessarily think that's a trauma response. I think that's just having respect for yourself and knowing that, hey, I set these boundaries for a reason and right now you're not meeting them. So right now we have to part ways, you know? All right. Last question. Have you realized any trauma responses you have that you want to change? Recently, yes. I've noticed that when shit hits the fan, whether that's in my relationship or just in daily life, at work, what have you, whether it's around, you know, finances, whatever, my first go-to is to assume the worst. And that's something that has been deeply, deeply embedded in me. And that's a trauma response for me. Like my mind automatically just goes to the worst case scenario. And I know that about myself that I'm an overthinker. So I will literally sit there and think about every single possible outcome of whatever the situation is, right? And I preach all the time, hell, I even have it tattooed on me. Whatever will be, will be. You know, and that's to say, you can't control this. You have no control over what what happens, what somebody does, how somebody feels, how they treat you. Can't, you don't have any control over it. So just let it be what it is. But that is so much harder said than done. No, I had that back. It's easier said than done. <laughs> 
Um, it's easier said than done, especially for people who have experienced trauma, right? Because it's almost like you're still in survival mode. So when something happens, you're like, oh my God, okay, uh, what do I need to do? Like, what, what can I, what can I fix? I need to protect myself from this. I need to be prepared in case X, Y, and Z happens. Like I need to prepare myself. Like I need to do all the things you start to panic, right? At least for me, I do. And that is a trauma response that I'm going to have to really work towards because I want to be the type of person that when something happens, I can just accept it for what it is and, you know, state my intentions, put it out into the universe and then just let it be what it is, release it. But y'all, it's really hard. It's really hard. And that's not to say that I don't do that. It's just my initial response is usually to think the worst, the worst case scenario. So that is something that I would like to change, but it is something that I'm, I'm working on. And like I said, it's not to say that I don't do it. I do practice that, you know, after a while, usually when I get to the acceptance stage of grief, which like I mentioned before, the, the stages go a lot quicker than they have before. So once I get to the acceptance stage, I'm just like, you know what? I can't control this situation. There are a lot of unknowns. I need to focus on what I can control, which is myself and my behavior and my feelings and my thoughts and my words. So I'm working on it. It's just, I would like for it to be my initial response as opposed to thinking the worst, you know? So that's all the questions that my friend gave me to go through. And y'all, I just, I just have to say, like I've mentioned in a couple of podcasts, I love getting feedback from y'all. I love hearing what you resonate with. I love hearing your questions. It really helps me get inspiration for more content. So if you are new to the podcast and you're listening to these episodes and, and you're filled with all of these questions, slide into my DMs. I mean, you might have a question that somebody else has, but they don't, they just are, you know, unsure how to ask or how to go about it. So you asking and taking that step may help somebody else. So if you want to slide into my DMs, you can do that at AIR underscore WREN, or you can uh, message the podcast Instagram, which is Aaron underscore your spiritual guru. And yeah, make sure that y'all are following the podcast and staying up to date. So once we get to 100 downloads, I can pop onto Apple Podcasts and we can start doing some fun little raffles and giveaways. But until we meet again, namaste. Mm-hmm.